Hey guys, I hope all is well with you guys today. Hope you guys had a great week. I know it's a Friday. Well, really, any time that you're reading this or listening to this, actually. So used to saying reading because I usually do write out my Designer's Desk newsletter. So I know today's a little interesting. I've just been having a little bit of writer's block because I'm tired this week. It's been a wild week. Number one, with work. And don't worry, I'm not overworking myself. It's just my neighbors, man. They've been moving out. And I've been hearing a lot of loud bangs and moving around and boots on the ground around like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. So I usually sleep in a little bit, but I haven't been able to lately. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, so hopefully you guys don't mind this. I, I might do this. I might sprinkle it in once in a while, but I really do prefer writing. But I figured it's just a little easier for me to get this out through talking since I have a little bit of writer's block today. So. Um, anyway, what I want to talk about with you is basically the overarching topic of today is keeping the lights on. And so keeping the lights on is just being able to, you know, come out the gate swinging as an entrepreneur, right? Like starting your business and becoming profitable immediately, not waiting to see if this is going to be profitable within six months to a year, but keeping the lights on in terms of being profitable and staying profitable from the time that you start your business the same day until however long you're in business so that's what the topic is today i'm going to be sharing with you some things that i've done some practices some philosophies of course partnership marketing plays a part in that but i'm going to be talking about really everything because today um we're really the end of this month i'm going to be celebrating a 200k milestone so by the time the year is up completely in crafted studios well, basically everything hit, but, you know, 200K milestone as of today. And it's just amazing to me because of everything that I've been through, everything that I've, you know, everything that I've tried, I'm just so glad that this uh, studio has worked out. Um, yeah, and so uh, I want to share a little bit about that as well. So before I get into the topics today, hopefully you guys don't mind me sharing a little bit about me personally. I know that I write a lot about design and business, so... Just going to dive in a little bit about like kind of like, you know, I guess my story a bit, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's been almost a year since Craft the Studios was born. It's coming up towards the end of this month. Lately, I've been doing a lot of reflecting. So on what I've done, what I want to do, and if I'm building this brand and organization in a way that I really, really want to. And so I talk a lot about business and sometimes design on here, but I don't even think that's what makes everything you see what it is today. Because it's about who I am as a person, I believe. Every step is intentional, with urgency, with heart, and with drive. And it's only like this because I come from a place where all I ever had was one try. I spent a lot of my childhood in hotel rooms, couch surfing, and unstable environments. Because my father lost his job, he couldn't get a doctor's note when he injured his back, and all this other controversial stuff. Nonetheless, I've been in unstable environments since. And so the one place that I did have that was stable... Everybody inside of it wasn't because I grew up with part of my family being involved in gang activity and all that stuff. So multiple times I've had police barging through my doorways with shotguns, pistols and all that stuff. One time I'll share this with y'all real quick. One time I was uh, playing video games. I probably was playing like 2K. I was 14 years old, probably even Call of Duty. I don't know. Nonetheless, you know, we used to rock the... um. We used to write the Turtle Beach headsets so you can hear people. You know, oh yeah, what's Call of Duty? Now I think about it. So we used to wear the Turtle Beach headsets so you can hear people and, you know, all that stuff. And so you can kind of zone out. Like I stayed in a really small apartment 
so like um at that time so like uh i put my headset on so nobody would hear me i'm just kind of in my own zone right um so with that though i guess the downside to that was i couldn't hear a cop speakerphone which is not something i ever really anticipated so i wasn't really worried about the volume of that ever because usually when somebody needs me they tap me on the shoulder right so here i am playing the video game and then uh all i hear faintly really really faintly because i had turtle beaches on you know so really 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 faintly i hear my mom say you know dexter like, you know, don't do anything. And I'm like, what? I took out my earphones, then I hear a cop radio. And the cop radio was like, well, he's barricading himself inside. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm 14 years old. I really don't. I know what's going on, but I really don't know what to do at this point. So I hear cops in their boots. You know, they wear heavy-ass boots. And I'm like, oh, shit. There's someone in the hallway. I open up the door, and then there's a row of cops leaning along the hallway walls with shotguns and pistols. And it's like, oh, shit, you guys got guns and you guys got lasers on my white T-shirt. I look down and it's full of lasers. If I did anything crazy, reached into my pocket and anything, that could have been the end of it all. Like, for real, I was just so looking back at it. It's like, wow, you know, like that was pretty crazy. Um, But, yeah, like I was, you know, taken out, escorted out. They put me in handcuffs, all that stuff. And all because I lived with this part of my family that was involved in gang activity. Just that whole pro- that whole phase was just so nuts, man, like. I don't even know how I made it out of there unscathed sometimes, but, um, I mean, you can imagine, like, this impacted my schoolwork, this impacted my general mental health, this impacted my relationship health, because I really didn't believe in myself, so I was kind of attaching myself to other people at the time, so, like, there's all these different things going on, and, like, um, you know, I, I just, I was just struggling, you know, so I didn't graduate high school, I didn't, didn't, you know, make it to college, or I did end up in community, I didn't graduate that either, so, but over the years, over the time, you know, thankfully I didn't get any, get into any bad habits or nothing like that. So there was none of that to worry about. But over time, I was able to make it through all of that mentally stable, right? Like I made it through. It's taken years to shave off the scarcity I had in me. And I don't know if anyone will understand just how wild the story I just told you is or really just this whole situation. But if it wasn't for my discipline, I could have taken a whole nother road. We couldn't, I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys about business. I could be somewhere in the streets. I mean, who knows? But, um, I mean, yeah, like I look around today, right? Like I'm in my living room. I got plants around me. Yeah, I'm just grateful for it all. Yeah, I'm grateful for my plants. I'm grateful for my living room. I'm grateful for the bank account. I'm grateful for my team members. Like they're amazing people. Yeah, I'm grateful for the organizations we've been able to impact and the beautiful work that's appreciated by many. And most importantly, my inner self-love and appreciation that I've cultivated for myself. And I look around, I'm just proud of everything because everything has made me who I am today. And so I think Crafted Studios, yes, this story is interesting, but I think really who I am as a person has shaped up this business. So, um, I mean, yeah, I guess I wanted to say all that to say thank you for your encouragement an interest in this stage of my life because I really, really do appreciate it. You know, it means a lot to me when you guys give me your feedback and your perspectives. And, um, you know, it's been a journey reshaping my future. You know, I'm older now, so all that stuff is gone. But, uh, man, it just it was quite a journey. And so I'm grateful for you. And because I'm grateful for you, I want to share today how I, quote, unquote, kept the lights on. 
and how I continue to as we celebrate a 200k milestone today and also my first full year as a founder and entrepreneur man amazing stuff um, when I look back at it I mean it's just really hard to not ever really feel like I'm not the best ever you know like it just took so much mental fortitude to push through these things and I just wanted to tell you you know you have it in you to change your life you know like you have it in you um you know you just need to get where you where you know you got to go you know what I'm saying so um you just just keep pushing if you needed to hear that but anyway um let's get into today's topic so as I mentioned I'm, I want to talk a little bit about brand building and really it's off the cuff I didn't write anything when it comes to that I wrote the partnership stuff down because that's a couple notes I wanted to take but when it comes to this I didn't so Please excuse me if I kind of um, stumble a little bit, but really what I th when I think about branding, I don't think about working with companies. I don't think about working with uh, other brands. I don't think about working with studios. I don't think about it that way. I don't even picture people as a problem or a solution to the problem. I picture people as people, right? Like I understand that our work is going to affect people in a certain way. It's either going to make them a lot more money. It's going to make them artistically satisfied, satisfied right? Like, the aesthetically pleasing side of things is going to fulfill the creative to a certain extent, right? That's why we have partnerships with brand studios because of that art piece. Like there's been a lot of times where I've been working on projects and like the founder refers to the the project is a, is a piece of art. And I think that's amazing. And I think that we touch that area, right? As well as we touch the area of, hey, you invest in us, we'll quadruple your investment because we build these systems, we build these processes, we help you increase your workflow. We even save you thousands of dollars through that. So like, you know, our work affects people in certain ways, um, you know, and I think that for me looking at it from a people to people like lens helped me kind of understand like what the value of everything really is in totality. Not only from a number standpoint, but from an impact standpoint, like how many organizations were able to affect and helping them pretty much free up their time, right? And like, and like grow as an organization. I think that's something that like shouldn't go unnoticed and shouldn't go unhighlighted. So I think that's a huge part of the brand. And really all that comes down to is the core value of getting things done well and getting things done right, right? So like that's one of the core values I think our brand stands on and I'm pretty sure as you guys are listening to this you probably have some core values that you've cultivated over the years or over the year over the couple months whatever it may be that you notice that this is what you do versus everyone else right like this is what you believe in versus everyone else and I think that piece right there you can multiply into a very very strong brand um, so that's one thing I also think another thing to go into the value part, I think the more and more I, I stay within or the more and more I, I operate within business, I think I at one point underestimated the value of culture. So the value of creating an atmosphere where creative people love to work with one another or if they don't love to work with one another, they can at least accept it and appreciate it for what it is, right? Um, I think that's something that I overlooked for a long time. I never really thought of developing a company culture until now and I see that the value of it is insane right so like one of my values when it comes to building company culture is I refuse to pay creatives less than they that, that I can feasibly deserve and I mean that I can feasibly uh, afford because um, I never want to undercut creatives if, if there's a $30,000 project I never want to give that creative just $3,000 
You know what I'm saying? Um, so like, um, so it's just, it's just the stuff like that, right? Like I think that help shape the brand because, you know, that's appreciated. I'm pretty sure. And when I share stuff like that amongst you other creatives, you feel that and you resonate with that. I was once, I was once a creative person, you know, working for $15 an hour producing some crazy work somewhere and working for million dollar brands. And that felt uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it should be like that. And, um, so me just kind of shifting that mindset and, um, you know, pushing that to hopefully, you know, shift some mindsets within the, within the agency space, the people that think that they can undercut people like that's an aggressive value, but it's still a value. Right. So, um, so I think these things really do shape up brand in total. They shape up how people view crafted. Um, and so, yeah, I think that those things play a huge part and that's a bit about values. So um, the last thing I want to talk about before I let you go on your beautiful Friday or really whenever you're listening to this is the uh, partnership idea because partnerships kept the lights on. So when it comes to partnerships, if you're new to this idea, by the way, it's a really dope way to make connections and, you know, get your business off the ground faster than you would have just by marketing from zero. So you get to leverage another brand, their collaboration, I mean, their projects in collaboration, and you get to learn the needs of different markets. So if you want to know more about that, I wrote about it in my last entry. Uh, well, not my last entry, but one of my last entries. Excuse me. I think it's called Introduction to Partnership Marketing. So go ahead and check that out. It has some base level information. Um, excuse me. I, I think for the most part, when you listen to that, that's going to give you the gist of the idea. So um, when I was doing a Webflow expert talk, one of the questions, well, actually, there was a Q&A afterwards, and there was a couple questions that were concerned about the scalability. So let me just go ahead and talk about that really quickly. So one of the things that I've taken the challenge upon doing is, uh, you know, trying to figure out, okay, is there a way you can actually scale a partnership marketing? So um, basically what we're doing right now is we're assigning team members who would be considered uh, in the role of partner relations and then assigning them to partners. So we assign them to certain partners based on their skill set versus the needs of the partner. If there's a full stack developer that I hired on the team and a, a partner needs somebody who can create a certain type of software, and I know that person can do that, then I'll just assign that person to that partnership, right? Or I can do that same. We can we can we can put that person in the position of power to manage three different partnerships. Now they have a bunch of different work coming in. We still get our brand uh, identity and, and equity. Um, you know, they're still working with us. Everyone's still under the brand, but we can still kind of operate in that way. So that's the idea of it. And that can go in multiple ways. If there's someone who's really, really creative and who's familiar with motion graphics and, and uh, animation and 3JS at the highest level, and a partner needs that, or we have a partnership currently where we're doing that. And we're basically saying, you know what, we're tired of doing native web flow and basic CSS stuff. Like, let's see if we can get someone in here to do motion stuff and really take these projects to the next level. So, um, hired a, hired a, um, brought on another new, new member who, you know, not a subcontractor. They're a team member, like everyone else, an independent contractor though, but they're not, you know, working under us, but low key not like type of situation. So, you know, they're still a part of the team. They're still embraced like the team. They're still paid like the team. It's just that they have a certain skill set and the partner has a certain, you know, need fulfilled. And, you know, everyone, everyone's happy. It all works out. So I think that's a way. And when you look at it in totality, right, like you can do this with multiple partners and you can grow horizontally within the space that you're in. 
Um, so yeah, I think that's really a unique way to kind of approach and scale partnerships is that you can grow horizontally while vertically, um, you, or, you know, while, yeah, while vertically you can continue to grow your core ideal clientele, uh, with your core team. So that's kind of how we're operating. We're operating like a T, like this is like a kind of like a T business model. I might just kind of coin that, I guess. Should I coin that? I mean, people coin stuff all the time when they really didn't coin stuff. I think I can do, <laughs> I think I can do that. Um, the, the T business model. There you go. Um, so yeah, that's the idea. So. <clears throat> excuse me so yeah like imagine the possibilities of that right like you can do outreach to connect with multiple different people inside of the b2b space you're in i think that's going to be super dope um for right now we're trying to keep things small but that's something that we can definitely continue to grow in the future so if you're not familiar how to reach out to partners let me just kind of tell you this really quickly too so um i've had some freelancers reach out to me i've had a copywriter reach out to me via email and like they're like hey she was like hey like let's let's potentially do this partnership thing and um, it ended up working out because she has a complimentary service compared to mine. So since she's a copywriter, you know, web design really doesn't activate without good copy. So it just makes sense. So I think that as long as you have a service that can complement another business or you have a service that, you know, within a business that business lacks that service, I think it'd be cool. So I would go ahead and give that a try. Um, some freelancers have even offered like white, white label services to us. I'm not really like a fan of that. I'd much rather you be a part of the team more so than you just kind of produce work and we, we look like we're doing it. I don't really think we need to do that. We don't need to take that route. Um, but yeah, no, that option is always, you know, open and like, look, it's a good way to make money. It's, it's lucrative. It is. Uh, but I do think that you lose out on a chance to build brand identity, especially in the beginning. So maybe brand identity, I mean, maybe uh, white labeling is something that we can do when we get big enough to be able to do like such stuff like that and not sacrifice that brand identity. And the way I see it is this, like, you know, we have partnerships right right now and, um, you know, all of them in some way we have uh, assets or documents or, you know, something that we that they share with the client or even internally that they're using and it has our brand logo on it just to remind them like, hey, like this is from Crafted Studios, like, you know what I'm saying, like, you're always going to see our logo around here somewhere, so, um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that when the client sees that, they'll be able to say, okay, Lever, okay, Crafted, okay, Cohere, okay, Crafted, you know what I'm saying, like, you, they get to see our partners combine with us, and so, <clears throat> I definitely do think that that plays a part in our brand identity, and so, um, it helps keep our brand at the top of mind, um, yeah, uh, and yeah, I mean, that's it. You know, however, however way you want to approach it though. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm talking a lot. <clears throat> Jeez. So, um, however, which way you want to talk, uh, want to approach that, you know, feel free to go ahead and do so. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's enough for me. Hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. Hope you guys enjoy your weekend or really week whenever you're listening to this. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, share your results. If you do, you know, reach out to some partners, let me know. I would love to hear it. Also, let me know your thoughts in the comment section. I would really, or you can reply to the email as some of you do. I love to hear your guys' perspective and ideas. So, um, anyway, enough of me. I'm gonna go ahead and sleep. Um, <laughs> much love. Talk soon and, uh, take care. <laughs>